Hello, this is Marlene Börsch with the Saskatchewan Wheat Market Outlook for August 21st. More detail on the wheat markets can be found in the written report on the Sask Wheat website. Per usual, first some overall comments on last week's markets. The International Grains Council left global wheat production unchanged from the July forecast at 784 million tons. That's down from 803 million tons last crop year. However, we note that global total grains production, which includes wheat and coarse grains combined, is forecast to be the second largest on record, seeing 1% higher year on year at 2,294 million tons with solid gains in corn and sorghum, more than compensating for smaller wheat, barley, oats and rye harvests. Fork wheat prices have decreased over the past week by another $5 to $13 per ton. Funds are thought to have sold 25,000 contracts on the CBOT since the last CFTC update. This would put them currently short about 87,000 contracts. And Russia keeps putting wheat into the available cash markets. So far, the market seems to ignore the potential for volume inputs by India and also seems to be ignoring the increasing concern about northern and southern hemisphere crops. We think this is because there simply is not enough pull by buyers. Futures remain volatile, and last week's futures closes were as follows. September 23 CBOT software winter was down 14 cents on the week, closing at 6.13 a bushel. Kansas hardware winter futures were down two cents, at 754 bushel. And hard red spring futures in Minneapolis were down 12 cents at 803 per bushel. We know that funds added to their shorts. And nearby Motif milling wheat futures are down 2 to 3 euros per ton this Monday morning. CBOT wheat futures are currently also down another 10 to 15 cents a bushel. In terms of cash trades last week, there still was not very much activity and no major tender business. Buyers are being very cautious in their buying and remain so in a falling market. Jordan reportedly bought 60,000 tons of wheat for last half January at 2.95 a ton. Thailand bought 13.5% protein queers for October at 3.55 a ton. And U.S. export sales amounted to 360,000 tons and were in the middle of the expected trade range. Total U.S. sales are currently 6.8 million tons compared to 8.8 million last year, so that's down 23%. So now here are some comments on major markets by major on wheat markets by major wheat origin, and per usual we're starting with Canada. Saskatchewan Agriculture reported 2% of spring wheat harvested as of August 14th. Alberta Ag gave no harvest or crop update uh, last week. The few yields we have seen so far vary widely from region to region, so the verdict on actual yields is still out there. We have not changed our estimated yield and production numbers for Canada and the US from last week's report. So you can look that up in the written numbers. In the US, spring wheat conditions increased slightly for the better, 
with 42% good to excellent, up one point, one point from the week prior. Spring wheat rated fair was 38% and 20% came in as poor to very poor. And also note in this space with respect to Europe. Mativ in Europe ended the week lower despite a bounce on Friday, but there are increasing quality concerns and this continues to widen the feed milling spreads. And so is relevant for us as well. There are large volumes of feed wheat, which came at the expense of milling wheat. Most countries in Europe are having issues with Hackberg, test weights, and or proteins this year. And if the US farmer crop tour affects a weakening of corn this week, this could serve to further widen the feed grain milling grain premiums. Moving on to Durham. About 7% of the sketch on Durham was combined as of last Thursday. So it's still hard to get an overall picture. We continue to get varying reports on yields, but with several reports on yields that came in almost 10 bushel higher than their initial expectations. And then again, quite low yields in other areas. We have left our yield and production estimates unchanged from last week's report for now. In the US, North Dakota rated the Durham wheat crop at 49% good and 3% excellent. 34% were poor and 14% poor to very poor. Harvested acreage was 4%. That's behind 9% last year. Montana had 27% of Durham harvested compared to 17% on average. Overall, Montana expects a good quality crop with higher protein, average test weight, and if the weather holds, no color issues. But in North Dakota, yields are expected to be below average due to prolonged heat and dryness. Bits for Durham and Canada have improved over the past two weeks to generally around 14.50 a bushel, but we have seen a bit as high as 15.75 delivered southern Saskatchewan for fall to winter shipment. Values for Durham and Italy were not updated by the European Commission, but other destinations indicated a 10 euro per ton, that's $15 Canadian per ton, increase over the past week, and this would imply about 435 euros per ton SIF Italy up 90 euros since early July. As farmers, we would not yet sell until we know more about production volumes and our quality. Durham deliveries into the handling system were still quite small last week at 25,000 tons, indicating that harvest has just begun. Exports for the first two weeks of the new crop year were small at 67,000 tons compared to 88,000 last year. Moving to the US, according to the USDA, the winter wheat crop is 92% harvested now. As mentioned, spring wheat conditions increased slightly with 42% good to excellent, up 1%. Um, USDA estimates the share of spring wheat harvested at 24%. US wheat sales, of th 360,000 tons for 23-24 were within trade expectations of 200 to 525,000 tons, 
but it's down 37% from the week prior. And year-to-date sales, as mentioned, are down 23% from last year. Markets fell after the export sales report came out and harvest pressure and lag of demand will probably keep prices from making a significant rally. However, charts indicate that we could see a bit of a correction. The pro-farmer crop tour in the US this week will be focusing on corn and soybeans, but with wheat, barley and corn <clears throat> now all closely aligned in the feed markets, any strength or weakness in corn could transfer to other feed grain prices as well. In Australia, in Australia, El Nino continues to build, and the Australian outlook is turning increasingly menacing. The next two to six weeks will be critical for Southern Hemisphere wheat crops. Trade production estimates continue to gravitate towards 25 to 27 million tons of wheat for Australia versus the USDA 29 million tons. In Argentina, Barsh lowered crop ratings 1% to 20% good to excellent. That compares to 19% last year. The USDA is still projecting a 33% increase in yield for the coming crop. That would put them back to roughly to trend yields and a 17.5 million ton crop. However, the current heat and dryness make this assumption questionable. And again, the next six weeks will be critical for crop development. The repeat of last year's yield would lower their crop by about 5 million tons. Rain in India seems confined to the northwest quarter of the country, and the August precipitation total is expected to be the lowest since records began in 1901. There were also fresh rumors of government-to-government -government sales negotiation for Russian wheat to India, but we still have to see if this will be confirmed. Sources in India maintain that the USDA is overstating the Indian wheat production by some 10 million tons and expect imports to be up to 8 to 9 million tons. We will have to see. In Europe, Matif ended the week lower despite a bounce in Friday, and there are increasing quality concerns which are widening the feed milling spreads as mentioned earlier. In the Black Sea region, the Russian wheat harvest is 50% complete now, with local estimates projecting a big wheat crop of 89.5 million tons. For the 23-24 marketing year, Russian wheat exports have topped 6.6 million tons already, a 78% increase from last year. And Russia continues to be aggressive in the markets, trying to get as many sales on the books as possible. Meanwhile, Russian drone strikes have damaged grain silos and warehouses at the Ukrainian river port of Reni in the, on the Danube, and this is a vital wartime route for Ukrainian food exports. And according to Transport Minister Soren Grindreanu from Romania, the country aims to double the monthly transit capacity of Ukrainian gra grain to the port of Constanta to 4 million tons in the coming month. Nevertheless, in spite of all these goings on in the Black Sea, it seems to us that the wheat market has spurned the supply side risk stemming from the Ukraine-Russia conflict for now. 
So to summarize what we consider most significant during the past week, well, starting with Durham, we would say the verdict on volume and quality of the North American crop is still out there. There are distinctly quality problems with the European crop. Regarding other weeds, well, the pro farmer crop tour in the US will be focusing on corn and soybeans because wheat, barley and corn are now closely aligned in the feed markets. Any strength or weakness in corn could transfer to other feed grain prices as well. Increasing quality concerns about wheat in Europe are continuing to widen the feed and wheat, uh, the feed wheat and milling wheat spreads. Year-to-date 23-24 U.S. wheat sales trailed last year's by 23%, which was well noted by the market. Meanwhile, there were fresh rumors of Russia working on aggressive government-to-government -government sales of Russian wheat into India. In other words, Russia continues to be very aggressive in the wheat markets and their crop is getting bigger. So how would we summarize the week? Well, again, Russia continu continues to push wheat into the market while buyers are being very cautious in their buying and remain so in a falling market. On the other hand, Canada, Argentina and Australia all now have uh, significant crop concerns, which along with a potentially significant import program by India could materially change the market in the latter half of the season. We expect markets to move higher in the new year, so storage is important and we would be selling as little as possible at the moment. We will have to be patient with this market to work through some of the cheaper supplies into the new year. This is Marlene Borsch with the Saskatchewan Wheat Market Outlook. You can find the complete report online at saskweed.ca. Have a great week.